everybody. This is episode five of the Just Joe podcast. Thank you for tuning in so far. This has been a lot of fun. This episode is no doubt one of my favorites so far as I sit down with my good friend, my best friend, Stacy Waterman. She's been a production manager in this town for as long as I can remember. And today, her and I could have talked about so many things. We have could have went on for hours and hours of stories that her and I have, but today we specifically talk about the legendary K-Rockathons. She was a part of them, almost all but two of them. So she's got stories from the front end, the back end, the sideways end, and we're going to dig into all of that. It was really cool. Cody Mack, he gets to chime in, in a little bit, and we get into the history of the K-Rockathon and the stories all around us. So here we go. Episode five. Welcome, Stacy Waterman. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Average Joe's Beernasium, located in Ballinsville, New York. 2119 Downer Street. It's right off the exit. You can't miss it. It's the home of music. You guys want to check out some music? Come to Average Joe's. Local, regional, national. And we're not only talking cover, tribute, and original music. Come check it out. Average Joe's Beernasium. You'll see me playing there a lot in 2020. This podcast is also brought to you by Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Guys, you like smoking cigars? Ladies, you like smoking cigars? You can go there. You can buy some of the finest cigars in the area. You can also sit in the lounge and relax and enjoy them in a nice, nice environment. Check out Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge located in Burton in the 5501 Bartell Road. Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Welcome to Just Joe Podcast. I think we're episode five now, and I got one of my best friends in the world in here and production manager extraordinaire, Stacey Waterman. Hello. Hello. Hello, Joe. So we we could talk about a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. We won't talk. A lot of things we won't talk about. We'll save that for another day, but we're specifically going to talk about K-Rockathons. Okay. And um, I mean, you've been, you were involved with all the K-Rock, all of them? All of them. Yeah. All From of, day well, one? There was, only, there was two. That I didn't, that I wasn't. Was that the first two? Nope. There was one at, uh, one at Vernon Downs that had stained. That was the, wasn't the, that the, the biggest one they, they had? They say that was one of the biggest yeah. ones. And the other one was the, uh, Oswego one. Oh, the one where there was no beer. Yeah, the, yeah, that was the year that they didn't. The Ed and everybody didn't tell yeah. anybody there wasn't any beer until they I, showed I don't, up. I don't really know about like what what happened. I remember that whole thing, but. I think they they had somebody getting a liquor license handling that end of the business that dropped apart. the ball. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, how many? K, what was how many K rockathons were there, Cody? Twenty. You remember twenty five? Yeah. Maybe. Tw- well, there was. I know definitely it was 20. twenty. Almost twenty five. Tw- I thought it was. I'll say twenty two. We definitely hit the twenty. They got that great wiki on that. It tells yeah. you every yeah. that ever played. I don't know who put that together. Right. That's my favorite thing. No, it's awesome. It's great with all the lineups. Because you kind of forget bands. some of those bands, you know. I, I know. Like Weedus and... Yeah, you, you know, forget because you were at it and you're like, man, what was that band? And then a bunch of them were like the Flavors of the Week or, you know, they they had that one hit song. Um, so, I mean, where do we even start with the stories? 21. But I mean, 21. 21. So there's 20, there was 21 K-Rockathons. You were involved in 19, 19 of them. Yeah. So oh. right off the top of your head, what's your fa- what was your favorite one? My, fa- my favorite my favorite one lineup wise, and then we'll go favorite one because of the other shit that my goes fa- on. Right? My favorite one is probably one that like that they that that you know management would like to forget, which was um, the one with uh, what had to be twenty, right? With uh, is that the one with Public Enemy and oh yeah, that was my favorite. 
Line of that was it. That was the one at the fair. Was that yeah. the fairgrounds? That was yeah. like the, one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. That one. Yeah. A Wall Nation and POD and Corn Public Enemy. Offspring. Yeah, I, I did. You know, that was the one that wasn't that the one that went to Sunday. Possibly. It was on a Sunday with Corn headlining. No, that was the last year where a okay. sevenfold guy uh, refuses to take care of his throat and got sick and canceled. So they canceled either okay, Saturday so, or Sunday. So yeah, so no, it was definitely one. the one with with Public Enemy. That was my favorite lineup. Just because you had, you know, you had Chuck D. It's Public Enemy, dude. It's Public Enemy. It's so <laughs> yeah. fucking badass. I remember one of the runners picked up. Uh, I, have, I still have a picture of it in my phone today, and that was K Rex Seventeen. <laughs> one of the runners, our buddy McKenzie, mm-hmm. who manages the mono, right? Yeah. He. He picked him up, picked up Flavor Flav, but I didn't tell him who he was picking up. I just sent him to the airport. <laughs> we would have like five, 12 passenger vans with drivers for three days, you know, running these people because they're flying in, they're right. flying out. And I, I just sent him, and they're used to it. He goes, you know, take the sign. You'll know, you, you know who they are when you see them, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, take a sign in that says K-Rock and they'll meet you. And he picked up Flavor Flav, but I didn't tell him who he was picking up and he said <laughs> he was so shocked and like Flav was like coming down the escalator at the airport with like a boombox on his shoulder <laughs> playing his current latest track, eating a bucket of hot fried chicken. Like <laughs> where the fuck did he get hot fried chicken? He's Flavor Flav. But there was no hot fried chicken at the, not at the, the, fr- the airport. Did he have it on the plate? He, 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 he must have got the, it to whatever yeah, airport whatever he was, was at. Last time I don't know, it was Popeye's or whatever the hell, but he was like eating hot fried chicken and he had a dance party soul trade line behind him with his favorite track, his latest favorite track. And like he was trying to hustle him into the van, you know? And he took a selfie with him, which is like the best selfie ever. But I mean, I guess that's what you would expect like when you're well, picking they up were all, You know, it's what you expect when you deal with any 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 kind of like, you know, not like, it's, it's not a, I wanted to get racial, but it's the same thing. I'm Native American and we have what we call Indian time. Like everybody's a fucking hour late. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's, it's what they call BPD too, right. right? So like when you're recording anything with like urban acts, especially rap acts too, like you a lot of them will fly private, you know, because yeah. they got it like that and they're ballers right. or they just don't get it together at the last minute because it's every single person who isn't, you know, like doesn't have that sense of urgency. Right. So you never know when you're picking anybody up until last minute. And they were pretty together about everything because, I mean, it's public enemy been doing a long time. There's a huge entourage, like 30 some people, yeah. you know, and then uh, and Flav was on a flight alone because he missed his flight with the, with whoever else. And usually they'll end up connecting if they're coming like from L.A., Atlanta, right. New York. There's usually three parties and they're meeting somewhere. Then they're all on the same plane. But everybody was saying that Chuck D wasn't flying with them. He wasn't flying with them. He was driving. And we're like, Chuck D's driving? And we're like, now we're going, where the fuck is Chuck? Nobody can come up with where Chuck D could possibly be. And then like... This little red like Honda pulls in backstage and it's Chuck D like all by himself. Well, th- that reminds me of the year we played when Brandy <laughs> Sim played and it was at Weedsport and the headliner was Chris Cornell. It was Deftones, Chris yeah. Cornell, Drowning Pool, us. Who else was on that year? Sick Puppies and uh, Chris Cornell had to rent a car and drive in by himself. Now he had a runner. Oh, he did have a run- he had a runner, but he 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 because of the traffic, you know, going to that was Weedsport. Yeah. So the traffic could be quite cumbersome. I mean, trying to get in there yeah. was, if you didn't know a back, you could get a back road just fine. But if you didn't know that way and you're coming from the thruway, you had to, you had to plan. And, and most K-Rockathon veterans did. They know how to get in and out and when to come and tailgate and all that shit. But, you know, it could clog up. So we thought 
we did not want to. This was always something like, man, at like 11 in the morning, I would, I, you know, I'd have Ed Levine going, are they here yet? Is the headline here? Did they land? Are they, you know, because remember the Foo Fighters canceled. Yeah, the Foo Fighters year. canceled that one year. Horrible. Yeah, that was huge. So, and then we lost lit. They were like lost oh, yeah. in the plane and all this other shit. So, so that's always a big thing if they're flying on the day of performance. So when Chris Cornell came in, we brought him to Weedsport. He was in the night before in Syracuse. And then we brought him to Weedsport in the morning and he was at like some shithole motel like off the thruway. There's nothing great there. No. You know? And he was camped out there for the day, just in a day room. And like the girl at the counter was like shitting herself when they walked in with Chris Cornell. Six three, you know, just yeah. beautiful man. Yeah, he is glowing. Chris, yeah. Yeah, Chris Cornell. <laughs> but I thought he remember coming in like I think Boonville brought, brought him in, him some, in. Like, and he some brought tiny him in. little car. He brought him in and it was I think it was my truck. And they, uh, that was when the Deftones were on stage yeah. or like just getting off and like he's driving in and there's like, you know, bodies getting carried out, and, you know. Oh, that's all what the, it was. That's, it was I was like trying to remember the, what the story was. Cause it was, the, it was Chris all Cornell's like, like yeah, everybody on a says. gurney and people, you know, just getting pummeled in the pit. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? So, so that, that, so Public Enemy, your favorite lineup, what was your favorite K-Rock event? Not lineup, just experience. Like, which one do you remember? Oh, you have one that was see. like, man, that was such a killer year. I'm Backstage trying to think or... of who the biggest headliner we ever had. Uh, I would, I guess, I'd have to go back to a fairgrounds one and say the the one with Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, yeah, that was wild. I, I was yours I, was really good yeah. too. That was a lot of fun because I love Cornell, but that Limp Biscuit one was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Who else was on that bill that year? Who was the, on that bill? This was. This is a lineup, man. Smile, empty soul. New mm-hmm. politics. Limp Biscuit. Honor bright. Hollywood undead. Yep. Hailstorm. Flyleaf. Flyleaf on that year. So, yep. uh, um, Hail the villain. Ed Kowalczyk. A day to remember. All that remains and Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, like I was the la- that was the last K Rockathon that I worked before that's I the got one super that Lim- busy. Limp Biscuit headline. Yeah, that's that's the one that with was- Avenged Sevenfold. No, that was the year before, and it was Avenged Sevenfold and Three Doors Down. We had a big fight with Avenged Sevenfold. And Vi- Avenged Sevenfold. I was driving I'm trying them to remember that day. what night that, which, which one that were, was. they were just like, oh, we're going to blow them off the stage. They were just talking shit to me yeah. about, <laughs> about the lineup and well, where they, they did, where they, What they, they did was they, they had spent a lot of their own money to do like- um, They had to film. They wanted to film their oh, whole- Oh, that's right there. It's like okay, you do that when you're when you have your own show, not when you're at a festival. You know what I mean? That's that's when you that's bad money spent if you're at a festival. They want to use pyros. They want to use pyro. That's not really conducive to K Rockathon. The kind of staging that's there and near that was there. Um, Yeah, so I remember that. That was like a standoff. (laughs) That was. I I remember the attention, but that that Limpiskit year was that was a cool year. There's just been those damn shows. There was like so much involved in them and so much crap going on backstage and even with the k-rock staff you know like i mean there's like i'm sure there's legendary stories of like people drunk and yeah. you know i mean my crazy stuff that happened my first as like an insider like the first year that i did got you know when i started getting to know you and was the year that seether played and we took I took me and Chucky took the guys from Seether to gatherings oh, yeah, in that Phoenix was smart. the night before. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up 
doing blow all night long with <laughs> with Sean from Seether. They canceled their tour like two days later. He went back to Los Angeles <laughs> and checked into rehab after that friggin' K Rockathon. Pussy. But then a couple of, yeah, no, right? What a pussy. What a what pussy. But yeah, we took him to gatherings. I remember we walked into gatherings. I called Paul. I'm like, hey, I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing some friends with me, but you know, I'm bringing the guys from Seether. He's like, you know, you're not. And we mm-hmm. walked in, and, the, and all the rednecks in Phoenix are like, Holy shit, you know, like, and Sean, at one point, me and Sean were in the bathroom doing coke off girls' tits, because he went in the bathroom with these girls, and I had it in with Sean because the guys from Breaking Benjamin, that's how it all happened, because the guys from Breaking Benjamin called me, like, hey, man, the guys from Seether want to go out, you know, we'll put them in touch with you, and then Sean pulls me in the bathroom with, like, these, I don't even know how many women were, and there was, like, five of us in this bathroom, and he's just pouring coke it's the only time I've ever done five, coke. Of, you, five oh. of you in the outhouse, right? I like I ne- that was the only I've never done blow off a girl's tit until I did it with Sean from Cedar. Oh, shut up! No, I swear to God, it was the only time. I, I mean, I did a lot of blow, but I mean, it was the only time that you know I did it off a girl's just tit. dicks. It was just dicks. Yeah, it was just <laughs> dicks. yeah. But yeah, the, the next day, oh, what a that was a that was a good year. That but but then a couple years later. They're back. Seether's back. Mm-hmm. Sean's sober. They're like, keep him away from Chucky Love. And and then they're trying to hide me because he's like, where's that guy that I hung out with a couple of years ago? <laughs> and I come back and he beelines it and he wants to go to a bar down in Weed's party. He goes, come on, let's go drink it. I'm like, dude, I can't. You know, it's funny because like that at that time too, like Chucky Love was like, he was a driver. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't. He wasn't the Chucky Love that he is now, or like no. the people. There was like you know there was you've known Chucky Love a lot longer than me, and, and you guys have talked about the you know Chucky Love stories with yeah. Brandy. Which Sanders I will definitely have Chucky on and this all podcast that at stuff. Some point. But like, and he'll be the first one to tell you like I, I wouldn't let him like walk my dog for the longest <laughs> time. Like he was around him. I just knew Chucky was like somebody who partied way too much. Yeah. And like I've been around parties, and you know I used to party when I was young, but I'm fucking old now. And, and when I'm working, I'm working. Like yeah. I've never been one to take that shit for granted and and um so I'm I'm very protective of that. And I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about, you know, Chucky used to party or or you well, you used to do this. It's like yeah, who gives a shit what we all used to do. Real, you know we, I mean? If we did that we wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we gotta talk about in the in the folklore of K Rockathon, probably the most famous, infamous uh incident is Boy Hits Car. Jumping off the top that of the freaking line array in Weedsport. So, I mean, we figured that we, was, we measured that out to be about 67 feet. It's fu- it, you can find <laughs> it. We'll have to, when I put this podcast it, up, we, we have to put a link to the the guy from Boy's Hit. But to set this up for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, the band Boy Hits Car, they had, mm-hmm. a, they had a minimal hit where it was a man without skin. They played 1K Rockathon where he did jump off the speakers at Vernon Craig, Down, yeah, but that yeah. was maybe what, 15, 20 feet? Yeah, I mean, you know, the speakers, they, staged, they were just subs, right. so they were maybe, they were maybe so he, eight it was, feet. It was, and, an, it was an extensive stage dive. Yeah, it was a stage dive. But a couple of years later. But he got great air, like, the thing with it, like, because you'll see that picture, you know? Yeah. And he's sprawled out, like, there was no fear. He was just yeah. totally, like, hands and uh, legs and arms out, and it just, it's one of the coolest rock and roll so pictures from So they come K-Rock back then. a couple of years after that in Weedsport, mm-hmm. and I guess take, 
You kind of knew he was going to do something. Well, that day, we had right? to talk about it before. I'm like, you know, be careful. You know, don't fucking hurt anybody. You know, we don't get, just you know have the chat. And um, so you know he's going to do something. But all of a sudden, we like <clears throat> we see him going for it. Weedsport stage had four, actually more than that, probably eight. But right in the edge of this, right in the stage area before you get to the wings, there was four big steel girders, and in the girders were metal you know pegs. um yeah pegs and they were they were essentially stairs so you could yeah. climb up and i saw him going for it and i sent i had john redmond at the time one of my oh. guys i'm like go get him you know and he just him but he got he was too fast he got away from him and he now he's climbing this thing and he gets on top of this so he has to get up first because it wasn't it, it's not near the speakers so then he's like kind of like monkey barring right. like across the girders up high above the stage which is 40 feet mm-hmm and then onto the top of the speakers that were hanging up there at 40 feet. And I, th- and then, so for that's 40 feet, he had to jump out 40 feet to the top. There was, that place had weird, remember it had that Jersey barrier? Yeah, the Jersey barrier is just a barricade. Yeah, that, well, the, there was barricade too. So you had right. the Jersey barrier, that was for the races, so right. the cars didn't smash in. So, and so that, those were like eight feet from the stage. And then there was barricade um, six feet in front of that. So you got eight feet, six feet, six, and then 40 feet. So you know, he, he had was, to jump that far out. And then clear those two things. Because if he landed on one of those things, he'd be oh, He'd been dead, for sure. Um, <laughs> but he did it. I mean, I didn't think, I was like, nah, he's, I, I did think he was going to chicken out for a minute. You know, I'm but sure that, he probably thought But he it's was always during that song, right? It's like yeah. the hit song. And the, that band, the energy level of that band and like the that whole song just like amps everybody up to yeah. this apex. You know, which is when he jumped. You know, I, there is video of it. Yeah. yeah, you can hear him talking. Rain Man, Rain Man's yeah. got it from the press. That's box. his voice. You can hear. You can Rain he's going to fucking do it. He's going to do it. Holy shit! I couldn't believe he did it, but he he did get hurt. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the funny uh, Kevin six degrees of Kevin Bacon things for me because I was just a person in the crowd. Oh, were you there for that? And yeah. I was like, I got to see this at a better view because you know I'm short. So I happened to just go. I'm just going to follow because I know who Rain Man is. Rain Man, and I might have been Lunchbox or Cannon or something. Yeah. up the stairs to the media stuff. Like I'm just going to follow them up, and they stopped right there, and I stopped on the steps. So I'm literally. The step below Rain Man watching oh, that, yeah. so it's cool to but hear. But he did; he got hurt, and um, his they at the time, and even still today, they don't travel with anybody. They didn't have a tour manager. No, they're just manager. using a van. It's, it's the band, you know. So, um, their guy comes running back to the production tent where I am because I I like post up backstage in a tent. I like to be in right. the middle of everything so everybody knows where to find me and I can see everything. And and uh, he's like yelling that. He's like, my singer needs a doctor. And like, we didn't pay attention to him. And then he came back and he got really upset. He's like, my singer really needs a doctor. I'm like, your singer needs a fucking psychiatrist (laughs) and he can wait until we tend to everybody else that he landed on. And when he's spitting up blood, then come back and talk to us again and maybe we'll free somebody up. Yeah, because how many many people got hurt from him landing on him? Bumps and bruises. He's very lucky. They're very lucky that somebody didn't get really hurt. And uh, man, the boss was pissed. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he wanted to kill that motherfucker. He just, but they're not we're paying him. We're not doing this. Then, like at the end, when everything was cool yeah. and you know the event's over and everybody's standing around drinking uh, a beer and you know whatever toasting, 
I go to Ed, I go, that was pretty cool, though, wasn't it? He's like, it's the fucking coolest thing I ever saw. I mean, and, and because, of, I mean, the, the, I'm honestly, I think if anyone, anyone's going to think K-Rockathons, they're going to think that, you know, top three moments is definitely the top moment in K-Rockathon history. There's just so much that happens uh, backstage mm-hmm. that I'm sometimes oblivious to, the, the, yeah, the, to the experience of, of the, the kids that yeah. are out front. Um, All right, it, so favorite... favorite uh, K Rockathon venue because they've been in a number of places. We've had we had Vernon Downs, Weedsport, Fairgrounds, obviously Swigel you weren't involved in, and then obviously Amphitheater. But I don't I don't think we're going to count that one. I mean, I miss anywhere else that they they were at. I think those were the four. No, venues. that's it. I really. So, I, so your favorite your favorite K Rockathon venue? State Fair Infield. State Fair Infield. Yeah. 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 For sure. If I mean, if you got to do this, is like Weedsport was nice because there's a lot of grass and everything. Right. But it's really no different. There's nothing there. You got to right. build it all from the top to the bottom, from power to everything. At least we had a little bit of infrastructure in the infield, you know. Well, then you had a better parking and better yeah, way the traffic yeah, I mean, flow and yeah, everything and else. The, and like the, they then they moved to Chevy Court with the two stage thing, and yeah. I just prefer the infield to that even. Yeah, the infield was cool, you know, because I mean, obviously there was the one year the the traffic jam was like thirty miles long. Getting into to well, Weedsport was just such a freaking pit of shit. I mean, you're in the middle of a dirt track speedway. Nothing is clean. Everything's dirty, and they would dump down all that wood chips and so like the, mulch. Yeah, I to actually cover would take the track. security. Like, okay, we're gonna meet at seven o'clock. You know, because everybody get there early, right? Yeah. I want everybody who's here from security to see like thirty people. Meet me at the track on the track wall at seven o'clock, and we're gonna walk from the wall. To the barricade, and I want you to pick up any fucking thing that you don't want to get hit with. Yeah, you know because that, that one year with those <laughs> the wood chips. At one point, when the mosh pit was happening, all she saw was just freaking and wood okay, chips. So getting wood chips are good, but there was like freaking logs of wood yeah. and rocks and shit. I'm like anything that you don't want to get hit with, pick it up. You know, because it's for your own good. I'm not going to be standing down I there. Mean, you know, wheat sport was more or less like. You took a small club. Then and, it would get and, wet though. Like yeah. one year it rained. You, you guys played. It rained the night before. No, it, it wasn't the year. It wasn't you guys at the. I was, I was just maybe picturing, the, I was no, picturing, no, 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 no. It was the year that Seether played. It rained because the 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 mud was like two feet thick mm-hmm. on the track, like you know, down because it slopes. That right? was the, that was the year before I played. That was oh six. Oh the, man, the, the year that I had gotten Sean off. And we had like up. we took a bunch of plywood and we put them. We like jammed it in like in front of the tents mm-hmm. to be like this this barrier wall, like and it was literally like halfway. Yeah, up the that plywood. was the year. That was um. That was that was Cody. Look at this one up. That was 2006, maybe 2000. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was 2006. So that was like Seether, Shine Down, Three Days Grace, Buck Cherry was at Weedsport. Buck too. Cherry, maybe Buck Cherry was that year, and Candlebox because yep. they brought back some of the ones because that was the 10th anniversary. I'm telling you, I I would I'd bet a hundred dollars Buck Cherry has kids in Weedsport. Oh, those dudes are <laughs> yeah. walking boners, dude. <laughs> they were walking they're boners. All were just like all about the pussy. Then they have a bunch of uh, rubbers oh man, they're, on their they're, rider. It's like all rubbers. They must have like they must have like picked up like you know 20, 30 rubbers in their trailer. There was footprints on the ceiling. That fucking it was out of control. We were. Like uh, Avenge Sevenfold or Seven Dust, uh, seven, seven Dust, Seven Dust, Seven Dust Two. We had to like there was they like it was like the scene in the, the was op- five, it was yeah. like the opening scene of um of the Flintstones, you know, where he puts the dog outside, he opens the door and sends the dog out at night. That was like what they did to some chick in Weedsport on the bus. It's like the last bus pulling out, and I'm like, 
whatever, all of a sudden the door opens up and like they just set this blonde out on the. <laughs> she's like leaning on the tire as it was the bus pulled away and she just fell she just over. Fell over. It's laughing. She's like, I need a ride to my car. I'm like, oh, you definitely earned a ride to your car. Yeah, you earned it. You earned it. <laughs> and that was the same year. As a matter of fact, she was, there was the last bus to pull out. And um, they had like all these beach balls they threw that year. So we mm. were playing. We were running them over. We're always like playing with golf carts. We're right. running them over and stuff as we're packing up. And a fire broke out. There was a fire. In we're one backstage? Of, no, up in front at one of their um, like storage barns. Yeah. Yeah, it's like big flames in the air and stuff. It was, you know, it was probably like one thirty in the morning or something. Where was the last bus pulled so, out? Someone lit it on fire. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, that was a long it. time to hang on. You're probably drunk, woke oh, up, Jesus. and then you know threw a cigarette and a bottle of vodka or something. <laughs> Who knows? Maltov cocktail yeah. on the way out. Jesus, man. That, yeah, those were. Weed but I do remember crazy... one year there was Shine Down played, and it was the year that uh, Blue October was getting big. And Blue October was the headline. I know that was crazy. And, They were the headliner, and I'm like, all right, you're going to go on after Shinedown. Yeah. Shinedown laid the waste, and, like, and then everyone left. People left. Like, you don't want to go on after Shinedown. It's funny because like, I it, left. Yeah, yeah everyone most left everybody there. did. And, you know, like, a lot of this is, is it's budget-based, too. You know, like, they're, um, you know, after so many years, this used to be um, um, Eastern Artists and K-Rock were partners in K-Rockathons mm-hmm. early on, and then K-Rock took the whole thing, and... Um, so it's always like budget based. I mean, in this business, you know, ads been, you know, knows how to make money, sticks with things that are profitable. If it's not going to turn a profit, I mean, that's why there's no K rocks anymore. You can't just go broke putting we, these shows on. We, so we've had that conversation on, on the air so many really, times. What really killed, really killed K rockathons is these packaged yep. Live Nation tours. Because then your radius clauses come you in. Got, well, you got, you got four of the, you know, uh, you got. T- Two big rock bands and then a couple, you know, one mid and then up and comers. How the hell are you going to do a radio fest when you got that shit on the road? And you got four of them out in the summer. There's, and sometimes you know, there's two packages. Like, you know, yeah. there's the Breaking Benjamin tour with Disturbed, and there's the Rob Zombie yeah, and then Marilyn there Manson. Be, there might be four of them out there's at any all, given time. That's and, all your headliners. You know, so it's just, there's no room for it. But we should go, now we, get, now we go backwards. And, and we, you got to go back to 10 bands we for 10 go bucks. We got to go 10 bands, 10 bucks yeah, exactly. again, you know? So the, so we, I mean, he was, you know, is always budget conscious, but they've always been really great with me with any <clears> event, whether it's, you know, Taste of Syracuse, the K-Rockathons, what, whatever it is. Um, Ed's always about the vibe backstage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to, you know, it's got to be fun for artists. It's got to be, a, it's got to be a little bit crazy. You know, without being dangerous or illegal. I think it was the year that we, so he, maybe the year we played in Blacklight Burns played, and that was Wes from Limp Bizkit. Uh-huh. And they were just, the fireworks, they were letting off fireworks, <laughs> and there was like whipple ball games. That, I remember that year, the backstage was absolutely Yeah, insanity. they're pretty crazy. The craziest backstage year. Craziest backstage year was probably Buck Cherry at, at Weedsport. And yeah. we also, it was one of the things I didn't say, I, I go, I'm like, hey, boss, I go, is there a budget for a couple of swimming pools? <laughs> right? So I bought two swimming pools, you know, the blow-up kind. Yeah. 
And we, we blow them up and like trying to find a fucking flat spot backstage at Weedsport. <laughs> Not Sports, a Weedsport. Like, like rocks and <laughs> shit, you know? So we get them as flat as we can, you know, and they're only there for a day. I mean, those things are what, a couple hundred bucks a piece? Yeah. And it was so balls hot there all the time, you know? <laughs> but then they came and filled it with the freaking track. Instead of the fire department, because the track truck came and filled it, and the water was like brown. shit brown. It looked like <laughs> diarrhea water. <laughs> and like, you know, I don't even know where they fill it from, like some pond or. Yeah, probably the pond. It was, it was gross. probably a pond. One, that was the year Breaking Benjamin played, and, you know, I'm friends with those guys that I'm sitting with Ben in catering. And Ben's like, I want to kind of go out in the crowd and, and uh, you know, I kind of want to get a vibe. I'm like, I can't. I can't, I'll get security. I'm like, you can't go out there. He's like, no one, no one will know. No one oh, knows geez. me. And he did he, that. He put a hat on. And I'm like, all right. So him and I walk out there. We walk through. He goes, people are going to recognize you before they recognize me. And we walk through the crowd all the way up to the media thing, back down for like a half hour. Not one person recognized Ben. <laughs> Not one person. I mean, he was kind of incognito, but I thought that was pretty you funny. You know, uh, somebody who would crack me up all the time, too, was uh, the, the old. Um, CFO here, the, the money man, you know, right. I, I call I call him daddy. Yeah. So daddy, he's pretty tightly wound. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at K-Rockathon, <laughs> he was like the first one. He's like, I make sure my golf cart goes the fastest. <laughs> like he, he was like the first one, like racing with people and cutting people off and like, just like so having you t- a blast. You, t- you talked your favorite band ever at K-Rockathon because of public energy. What about favorite um band that you didn't know about that actually just went up there and just fucking destroyed oh, it yeah. and you were that's like wow easy. that's easy street sweeper social club oh yeah <laughs> tom morello and also also hollywood undead like the first time i saw them god they're awesome yeah. you know so much fun those are both was that that might have been this no it wasn't the same year but those are both infield at the fairgrounds they were both infield. i don't know if they were the same i know i know hollywood undead played a couple of times yeah or they might have done like a dfb and then done a yeah. k-rockathon but street sweeper well, that, definitely that, was i mean we talk about what, you see, what, see if you can find what your street sweeper played and like that was 08? i don't remember who the headliners were yeah, 08 yeah. or 09 you what think was I the headliner? Headliner, that might have been the year that Three Doors Down played. Because Hollywood Undead was 16, so were they not, were they before that? Street, yeah. Oh, yeah, Street Super, wow, that was 14. Wow. Yeah. With, Who was uh, the headliner that year? Three Doors Down? Was it, was it Three Doors, because Three Doors Down was on the bill. Atreyu Chevelle, Three Doors Down, yep. Papa Roach, yep. Sick Puppies, yep. 10 mm-hmm. years since October, and Street Sweeper. Yeah, that was a, that, a, that was a big deal. Yeah. And Street Super is great. Oh, they were great. And I don't, you know, everyone knew Tom Morello, but I don't think that, and no one knew the songs. No. You know, but they brought it. But then know? they did shit like, you know, Mama Said Knock You Out, and yeah. like some, and they, you know, kind of did mashups, so. But I mean, okay, so K-Rockathon's um, Bastard Child was DFB, Dysfunctional Family Barbecue. Yeah. And there was, what, well, a good handful of those, five or six. And the first couple ones were just like rogue, <laughs> Weren't right? Those, like, those at, are the at, ones at, at, at the Herkimer Frankfurt, Fairgrounds. Frankfurt, right? Yeah. yeah, Herkimer County Fairgrounds. That was the year wow. that we found someone's um, 
Herp, we found someone's valve tracks. Herpy methods. <laughs> <laughs> it had the girl's name it on it. The girl's it name was on full. it. Was it you that made the announcement? Yeah, we had to make an announcement on stage. Okay, we got so It wasn't even that we had to. No, we didn't do that on stage. It, we had the fairground. We had mic. the fairground microphone, like the public address <laughs> system announces. Like, you got to do it. You have the voice you, for you it. Lost, you lost your valve tracks. Is backstage. Yeah, it's like Jessica Jones. Please come to the. You know. We have your bell tracks. And like whatever guy she's probably like, whoa. Like poor girl. Who brings her Valtrex that to was the, the same year was like, that, was, that was the same year that I found out that everybody has poop pictures on their phone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because that that venue where those DFBs were, where it's to, it's the place where field days happen. It's like the Herkimer County Fairgrounds, but it's really a field days. There's not a lot of... Um, wasn't a lot of like fencing, or we had to go in and do that the night before. We, had the, we, we put slept up bleachers. There. Yeah, we put up bleachers to use as a barricade <laughs> to get people the, from downtown. The two like most heinous women you could picture: the two most gnarly chicks you can, right? Just gnarly biker chick types. And now picture them making out and grabbing each other's boobs with no shirts oh, on. Oh, yeah, those chicks. <laughs> I put that out of my mind. <laughs> so oh. this is what we're looking at, right? I mean, the whole event was insane. And then, like, maybe, like, five years later, I ran into... Because it's a small world, right? Like, the people that are on tour or that are tour managers or production managers or sound guys, you see the same people over and over. I mean, from K-Rockathon to K-Rockathon, year to year... Even though sometimes the bands change, we're seeing the same people. Yeah. That's why it was so much fun As on the backstage end, because you're seeing your old friends that you might only see once a year, every few years, you know, it's a small world. There's not a lot of people that do it. So like, I'd say a good five or six years later, I ran into, uh, it was a band that played, I can't remember who it was, and they came back and they were doing something else and we were talking about it at, at um, no, it wasn't the same band. It was like the same sound guy. And um, he's like, boy, I was up here in this, I haven't been up this way since uh, this radio festival in Frankfurt, New York or something. And I go, oh, I'm like, who were you with? And it was like some, you know, might have been, you know, Eve, seven, Eve Six, I don't know, right. some baby, some band at the time. I Eve can't remember. Adam? Maybe. Maybe. And the guy goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I go, oh, I go, we had the, there was a the worst sort of people there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I go, there were these two, ch-. he's like, no way. He goes, I have video of it. He had it on his phone. <laughs> he had video of it on his phone. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like those things that just, yeah, those you kind of remember. Yeah, those ones at Herkimer. And then it eventually moved to the that fairgrounds. Was, there was huge fight. I mean, there was like, there's some real boneheads that were involved. Well, I, me- I remember our friend Big Brian, who now owns Westcott Security, and his buddy Les would just go out and stand in the pit oh, yeah, to teach in Herkimer and, pit, pit and just like huck dudes. <laughs> I mean, both Big Brian and Big Les are like 6'4", 6'5", yeah, 330 pounds. And they're just in there and they're kind of controlling the pit, but every once in a while you see them like giggle and they're just tossing some kid like <laughs> through the air. Trying but, to teach people like it's okay to do this. It's not okay to right, you know use right. your fist closed or whatever. You but know? that those were like the pits that you would see like just dust coming up from because <laughs> the people know. that were going to the Herkimer ones were like coming from the deep woods. Yeah, you know, like the the K Rockathon people come out of the the everywhere. Woodwork. But I mean, right. yeah, Herkimer. Those were those are kids. People in, in, in at that particular venue. Whenever we do, just the, what was the show that was in Utica last year? The street. Oh, the free for all, free for all, right? Same thing. These are people that yeah. come to those are kids that were went to friggin' like Sequoia and Weisberg. They're fighting 
you know, all these, they're all through the valley. They're kids that fought in high school. <laughs> and then they come to these yeah. events and they're just there to fight, right. and, you know, get crazy, you know. So. I'm here to kick ass and drink beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost out of beer. Yeah, my beer's <laughs> almost gone. <laughs> my beer's almost gone. <laughs> Man, so. But they were, they were a lot of fun. The, the DFBs, I think, there was, what, maybe two there? And then they went to the fairgrounds because then it was the fair was fun. The fair it it would package up because then it was like Saturday would be DFB and then Sunday would be blues blues and barbecue. barbecue. It would be a back to back weekend. Yeah, you know, and those those are cool. The DFBs are great, but I I mean, obviously, I I think the Herkimer ones are more memorable because the ones that by the time they got to the fairgrounds, it was just like I don't know. They weren't as crazy as like Kiraka <laughs> then, and I don't know why. It just just well, I mean, there was to, uh, just more people, you know, yeah. more people, bigger talent, you know. I mean, some of those Kirakathons were there was a there was big several headliner type bands. There was the last couple ones that they did at the fairgrounds that were the two stages when you put the stage side by side, yeah. the Chevy Court stage, and the one next to it. And there's pictures of them that were like, dude, those were huge, man. Yeah, there's a lot of definitely a lot of people, and uh, I don't know, lots of lots of good memories for sure. I don't, I mean, I don't think anything horrible ever happened. I don't think anybody's ever really dropped the ball or had a really bad day. And I mean, financially, probably, you know, they're very expensive. The talent was expensive. Well, and there then, was there was program directors that would get fired right after. I know. <laughs> I would always go. Those, oh, man, those, those were make it. or break. Like, all right, who's going gonna into get fired? it? I would always. I would always that, wonder. That year that we played, where the Deftones were on, yeah, it, that was a hefty budget that year. Yeah, Cannon, hefty budget. Cannon was gone. Is that who it was? Yeah, you know, he was gone after the Deftones one. Yeah, and then one of them got fired before it happened. <laughs> that was like that was like early on, before I moved Chucky Love to stage managing. Yeah. I every I had to fire every single uh, stage manager for K Rockathons. How many stage managers? Up, you until, up until then, um, well, just um, in particular at Reedsport, every single one of them, except all of them, except for, <laughs> for when I brought Chucky Love on, all of them, because it was like nobody had. They're all like you know, crusty old veterans, and they didn't right. have the discretion that Chucky's had by being around. Like he knows who all the players are, right? You know. You catch the boss on the wrong day and you give him the who the fuck are you, you're going right. to get, you know, then I get yelled at and somebody's fired, you know? I don't give a shit. I'll right. fire you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I work for, I, you know, everybody's working for somebody. Right. The boss does get rid of them. Uh, sorry. <laughs> my, so that, well, my two favorite Karakathon moments happened the same year. One, Brandison got the play and it was like, like, after all the years that we had been out there, we finally got like a chance to play it. But that was like that was so awesome, and it's not just because it's been because I know you or, or the brand new sin guys, but it was like the place was full. Yeah. It wasn't like there was like nobody in there no. when you played, and goddamn, like everybody there knew all knew the songs, yeah. you know. And that was we had, we had pretty, the biggest pretty pit cool. that day. I know that Cody will probably put in the clip of Rain Man introducing us. It was like what a fucking day, and the coolest part of that day. It's like let's. Skip over the fact that we we killed it. I had a blast. Still to this day, probably my favorite show I've ever played. Um, but Social Distortion was on that bill. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I went the night before to Buffalo to see them play at Town Ballroom with my girlfriend at the time and then stayed in Weedsport and then showed up the next morning and social distortion was just like 
like the oddball out because most of these people weren't yeah, even hit to him. But, I would I'd love it if they booked them at the fair. Oh, be, my God. So good. we get done. I'm off stage, and Rain Man comes over, and he's like, hey, do you want to interview Mike Ness, you know, for the on-air thing? I'll bring you in. You can do the interview. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I don't get I don't get starstruck, but Mike Ness is one of those dudes. Like, I just, I was worried about meeting him because I'm like, oh, man, what if he's a dick? You know, don't want to meet your heroes. And I remember getting in there, and he just come in the trailer, and that dude is the, just epitome of cool. Well, so remember we had cool. uh, Boone, our, our buddy Boomba was working, and he he went to like take something in the dressing room into Social D's trailer. Like I don't know, it might have been like a basket of like hospitality right. stuff or something. And he he like knocked and nobody answered it, so he walked in, and like Mike Ness is in there, just like with fucking you know like sixty pound freaking dumbbells, like <laughs> totally. And he's like, okay, I'll just leave this. Hey. Right. So I finally, I finally, yeah. So I, I finally was get, gonna like hit him in the face with one. He's so intense, you know. So I just leave these oranges right here. So I get the interview, and Rayman sets up the interview, and then so Mike Ness looks at me and looks at me to get a question, and I'm I'm I literally went uh, 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 like I was stumbling over everything because I was completely. And thank God, like something finally came out, and Mike was kind of like. I think I asked him, like, are, are you excited to play, you know, this festival? And, and he was just like, this really isn't our thing. You know, our thing's being in the club, you know, being in our, with our people. He goes, mm-hmm. this is different for us. And he, and I don't know if people got him. All I know is if you wanted anything from anybody that had to do anything with production backstage, you were just going to have to wait. 60 minutes because everybody was out for yeah. like watching social story and and they cleared the stage but luckily my my ex-girlfriend Dawn, she had a way she, i mean to this day she just <laughs> somehow gets in with the band <laughs> makes friends with them they know her forever you know and the stage man the their tour manager remembered her from the night before in buffalo <laughs> and he's like oh you too oh you played today and, and cleared the stage but we're like one of the only ones allowed up on stage i'm like everyone's like how did you get there and i'm like dude that's my girlfriend, she has this knack of not having to sleep with anybody but becoming cool with the she's man. She's everybody's buddy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, so. Which is why she's not your girlfriend anymore. It's, exactly, that's why she's not my girlfriend anymore. But, yeah, th- that year was, that was great. I, dr- I drove home from that K-Rockathon. I don't know how. I think it was, I think I drank myself sober. Or, that is the thing, though. Or was, I did so much cocaine that the alcohol didn't have any <laughs> effect anymore. Because I remember pouring my girlfriend into the into her car, and I'm like, well, I got to drive home, and I just drove That's home. That's another reason you don't have that girlfriend exactly. anymore. I'm sorry, Don. I, I know she's going to listen to this. I love Don, though, but she'll, this she is fi- why she we love Don. Right, and she'll find the humor in this. You know, we all, we've talked about this a million times. This but, is why we love Don. But... <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, I mean, we again, we could sit here and tell everything all day, but I think we got a gist of what happens with the K-Rock. Oh, they're so. the best. I mean. And we miss them, and I don't think, well, uh, you know, I think that'll be something we just it'd be always interesting talk to about. Go, I, I'm just, like, if you, to go through, I would probably, if I had to prep for this, we could have done that, like, go through just naming the bands at K-Rockathon, because if you said the number, I wouldn't know who was there, but. But if you name the bands, I bet I would remember some crazy shit from every single oh, yeah. K Rockathon. I so just don't. Why would we so go K Rockathon one? What was who was the lineup on K the first K Rockathon? Well, I'll just start reading you if, if you have a story. Feel free to stop. Do it. the first one. Do, Do the, the first one. We'll start with Butthole Surfers. Uh-huh. Gus. Yeah. Howlin' Maggie. Poe. Poe. Reverend Horton Heat. The Reverend. Seven Mary Three. Solution A D. The Refreshments. 
the toadies, <laughs> the refreshment and, yes. and the verb yes. pipe. And verb pipe. The yes. verb pipe. Uh, who was who that? Was that? a fun one. I remember those bands were fun. Seven Mary Three. That's um, cumbersome. Yeah, but who's um, who's in that band? Who I, was in that band? They were just the dudes in that band. I can't think of anybody that was Seven Mary Three. You said. Yeah, it's what's his name's band. Um, Jason Ross, Jason Pollock. I can't pronounce that guy's name. Casey Daniel and Giddy something. Hmm. Giddy. Maybe I'm trying to think of something else. Um, you have a story from that, or we're gonna have that to one. Here? Keep going. Keep going. How about K-Rock I remember something K-Rock funny K-Rock about the refreshments. I'm just trying to remember. How about K Rock then two? two? Let's see. Better than Ezra. Cowboy Mouth. Cracker. That's fa- a good one. Fountains of Wayne. Goo Goo Dolls. Holy shit. Local H. Ten bands, ten bucks. Our Lady Peace. <laughs> Local H. Local H got thrown off the stage. Oh, they did? Local, oh really? Local H wouldn't uh, move fast enough. I think they thought it was like Local H Fest or something. And the stage manager, like, totally, like, soccer, like he was going for the gold, you know, score, kicked the the drummer's bass drum off with the loading dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick it up. No, don't pick three. Pick a random pick one, and we'll go through and see if we can get one more story out of, out of one of those. How about, go in the meat of it, like in the middle. How about one of my favorites? All right. okay. about, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's go with this. Where, where are the good bands? Remember, I wasn't at that one with Stained. Gotcha. Not the one with so Stained, the, the one with Sweet Next year, P.O.D., Puddle of Mud. Seven Dust. Uh, that was one with Mushroom no, Head. No, that's a Swigo. That's a Swigo? Yep. Which one am I looking for? Anything. That, was that was one you two. didn't do? <laughs> yeah, the, those two. Oh, those two. Oh, yeah. okay. They're right gotcha. in a row, yeah. That's, Weren't they right in a row? Yeah. We've got plenty of Puddle of Mud stories, though. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> How about the year after the Swigo one? Because I think that was the year went back to Weedsport. Did it go to Weedsport? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the one uh, seven was there. Then eight was uh, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that one with uh, Cold Evanescence, uh, Revis, Saliva. That was running down. That was running down. MXPX. Oh yeah, yes it was. That was. Yeah. What do you remember about that day? I remember because I came to hang out with <clears throat> the Saliva guys that day. That was a good day. I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything crazy that happened. It, it rained <laughs> early on because Revis <laughs> had that song caught in the rain, and it rained mm-hmm. right when they started playing that song. But then it cleared up and ended up being beautiful. That yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about, well, saliva, there's some, I can't talk about saliva stories. Yeah. <laughs> we can't man. say anything what's about saliva, <laughs> but, um, Evanescence. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was a great day, but I don't think there was anything crazy. There's so many things. The one, the one that, one of the biggest stories that, that we've always had that came out of K-Rockathon was probably the first one that I did by myself, um, where it was like, there was a production manager and then. Uh, early on, and I was the assistant, and then there, then all of a sudden I was by myself, and that was the first one at the fairgrounds. So it had to be two thousand or two thousand one. Is that the one that with Foo, lit? Two thousand. Is that yep. the one Foo Fighters canceled? That was yep. the one the Foo Fighters canceled, and then lit. They also show. They they um they ended up closing the show, and they just had like a couple of hits, but they uh they took a private plane. That was the only way they could get there. They were in like Vancouver or something, and they Jesus. had to come to Syracuse. So we had to charter a plane. So we chartered a plane to bring the band, and they probably got such ridiculous money. You know what I mean? They they were bringing their friends. You know, they they were with their families. So they brought their girlfriends with them, and then that's like extra baggage. And then it turns out we didn't find out till later that they had um, 
chartered two planes instead of one. So when you're flying private, the only way to find the plane is through a tail number. So the tail number that I had was wrong because they had chartered two planes instead of the one that we had. And we were looking for them. It's like two hours till show and nobody knows where they are. We can't find them. We can't find the plane. There's an air show at the freaking airport in Syracuse. So they can't land there. And I'm trying to find them. We're calling like there's so many little regional airports around that are, that are you know, will take a small plane. There's yeah, they're all over the place. They could in probably the go into Griffiths if yeah. they needed to. And, and they're all over. And but nobody could find them. Then we realize it's two planes. They We get the tail numbers. We find them. I just send trucks. I'm like, OK, you go to Elmira. You go over this way, you know, and and uh, in the meantime, I'm still trying to get Syracuse to land them. So I called somehow. I don't even know how. I got the control tower at the Syracuse airport, like where all the air traffic controllers yeah. are. <laughs> and I give them this bullshit story about it's very important. We have to land these two. There's the tail numbers. And, you know, I really need this to happen. Um, well, you know, there's this concert in town and, you know, we only have two hours until showtime. And I'm giving the guy my whole sob story. And he goes, yeah. He goes, who's on the plane? And I go, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and he goes, I like country music. And I go, Garth Brooks is with him. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, you got 10 minutes. <clears throat> and so we got a hold. They got a hold of him. And they landed those two planes during the air show. This is what Stacy does. <laughs> this is what <laughs> she does. This is her job. And, the, and then, uh, yeah, we got the band there and everything. And they were like super cool with everybody and nice to their fans and their meet and greets. And they did what they were supposed to do. But and Ed, then, mu- Ed must have been freaking the oh, fuck out. Oh, he was out. freaking the fuck out. And then last year... Who who headlined at uh, Taste of Syracuse? Oh, uh, it was awful. Um, Sugar, Sugar Ray. Ray. Yeah. Sugar Ray's Sugar Ray's tour manager was Lit's tour manager at that Kiragatha. Oh. So we were talking about it, but yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like how people, are, yeah, you always it's, you always run into somebody. That's yeah. why you got to be decent, man. You never know. And every one of those guys are going to come back around. Yeah, yeah. You know, or the or the women. I mean, there's a few women tour managers out there. Oh, but, and, and know. like, you know, people who do this, like my job in another city, and they'll call me and go like, hey, you got that, you know, these guys next week? And I'm like, yeah. And like, they're motherfuckers. You know, uh. I'm like, oh, okay, shit, <laughs> shit sandwiches for them all day. You know, I mean, you got to be careful. <laughs> well, we could go all day. We could talk taste of Syracuse. I think maybe we'll do it another time. We got all, all, all kinds of stories, but. Oh, man, there's a lot going to be a lot of links for you to put up during this <laughs> podcast. So, thank you for coming on. I'm glad to be and, here. And uh, we'll check you on the flip side. My album pick of the week kind of goes along with all the K Rock discussions. You heard me talk about this band during it. One of my favorite bands of all time, Social Distortion. The album pick is White Light, White Heat, White Trash. This was the album that I found them. This is the album that blew my mind and made me a fan. Check out White Light, White Heat, White Trash by Social Distortion. Check it out in the description of this podcast.